Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Gabe Vincent or Austin Reeves? (laughs) A text I never thought I would receive. But that was part of a completely unpredictable weekend. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. What a fun sports weekend it was. The conference finals in the NBA are basically over. 3-0 Three to zero on both sides. Don't know if anybody saw that coming. It was also a raucous, wild, and a very fun weekend here in Missoula. Maggot Fest was raging on throughout the weekend. I uh, saw a bunch of people out and about, um, particularly on Saturday night when Andrew and I were downtown for a little while, and. Uh, We even got to meet the Bills Elvis guy, the guy who dressed up as Elvis for Buffalo Bills games forever. So that was super fun. And then all around the state of Montana, we had all sorts of high school sports rolling on as now we reach the the final weekend of the academic and athletic calendar when it comes to high school and college sports. This upcoming weekend, Memorial Day, but also the uh, state championship weekend for softball, for AA as well as BC, and then uh, all levels of high school track and field as well. So there was tons of divisional and district tournaments uh, this last weekend. So we will take you through uh, all the results, the best of the weekend, some of the best individual and team performances from across the world of uh, track and field and softball. And uh, we also have our inaugural first-ever state baseball champion, the Polson Pirates win the initial inaugural state baseball championship here in the state of Montana. So uh, that will be part of our first hour. We're going to take you around the wide world of sports all throughout the state of Montana with all that postseason recap. We'll also hear, though, from Brad Fisher, who's the head coach of the Polson uh, Pirates baseball team. He'll be calling us from Legion practice. We'll talk about that. The towns that have high school baseball weren't allowed to start Legion ball until yesterday. So the Polson Pirates played until Saturday, uh, so they get one day off, and now all those kids that want to play Legion are going to go uh, start today, whereas other Legion teams from around the state uh, have already been practicing, and some of you have even been playing. So we'll talk about that dynamic uh, as well. Our number two, as we teased several times last week, we have a brand-new episode of Soccer in Snow and Smoke. It's with uh, the pioneering coach of the Grizz soccer team, the first ever uh, that they've had, and Andrew caught up with her. Uh, So we will have an excerpt of that in our footy 15, and uh, then we'll also keep talking uh, about the the NBA playoffs because 
Uh, we're knocking on the door. We almost have an NBA Finals uh, matchup set, and I, I don't really know if anybody in the whole world period uh, had the Nuggets versus the Miami Heat, but that seems almost inevitable uh, as to what's going to occur. So that's what's going down here uh, on your Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we had a phenomenal weekend. The smoke be damned, and finally we got some rain last night too, so the smoke's out of the Missoula Valley. Uh, it was a little depressing thinking that that was going to be imminent and maybe omnipresent, but it wasn't. Uh, I think the return of smoke is certainly imminent, but the uh, it, we did get a little bit of reprieve uh, the last day or two, so uh, beautiful outside, and uh, hopefully everybody got a chance to enjoy it. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, MagaFest was here in town. Uh, what a fun deal. Uh, what a fun exhibition of rugby. And uh, what a fun gathering of people. I think it shows you, you know, but that's one thing that makes Missoula so cool and something that I hope uh, never goes away about Missoula. First of all, when there's community events, the community shows out in full force, and it's always fun seeing uh, people that are from here, uh, you know, uh, gathering together and also welcoming all sorts of people that aren't from here as well. So, uh, thousands of people were in town from out of town uh, to participate in and or watch Maggot Fest. And uh, downtown always is a buzz whenever that's going down. You also get to see so many different people from so many different backgrounds. And I, I just think that's the other part about Missoula is when we have these community events, uh, we do sort of come together. And uh, you know, I think a lot of the, the problems that we, we think about in the world and that uh, that we maybe spend too much energy on trying to solve – uh, they seem a little bit more f- behind you. They seem more in the rear view when you're just hanging out and realizing that people are just people and everybody gets along. So uh, it was uh, a good weekend. Hopefully you had a great weekend as well. Um, we're going to analyze in depth the NBA, but my best of the weekend. First, the Nuggets offensively are just unbelievable. Uh, Bill Simmons, one of my podcast uh, idols, one of my guys I listen to on his podcast all the time, he always calls Nikola Jokic a cheat code, and that's exactly what he is. I just can't believe the level of efficiency the Nuggets play with. They certainly don't make all their shots, but they they make most of them, and they almost never take bad shots. And if Jamal Murray's going to get it cooking like that, Michael Porter and Catavius Caldwell-Pope are going to shoot the three like that, and then you're getting solid contributions from like even the, the bottom part of your bench like Denver is right now. I mean, they're just a runaway freight train. I don't know how anybody's going to stop this team when they're in a shooting rhythm like that. Uh, they're unbelievably good, and I got to say, I, I was wrong about the Nuggets. I thought the Nuggets would make some noise in this playoffs for sure. I didn't know if I necessarily thought they were going to completely run through the playoffs, but I definitely think that uh, this is a force to be reckoned with. So we will come back to the NBA uh, after a little while here. Uh, also, my other best of the weekend, just the Heat's fortitude and also how in contra- how, how uh, di- di- uh, diametrically opposed that was to the attitude or lack thereof, the the fortitude or lack thereof of the Boston Celtics. Uh, Heat, super impressive. Boston, super unimpressive. And I think it brings a lot of questions to the forefront. Probably the coolest sports moment of the weekend, though. And there was all sorts of cool ones involving Montana people. But, but this is a story for every man because it is every man, except for he just happened to be playing in the PGA Championship. Michael Block was the breakout star of this PGA Championship first with the fact that he shot an opening round 70 on Thursday. If you don't know Michael Block's backstory, it's a guy who was a a, a PGA pro at a, a local club in Southern California. Now, to put that in perspective, I think there's something like thirty to 40,000 card-carrying PGA professionals that work at respective clubs. Uh, we have a variety of PGA pros uh, here in Missoula that, that work at you know, Canyon River and the Ranch Club and Missoula Country Club and Larchmont. And, and you know, uh, there's there's a handful even just right here in Missoula and Missoula County. There's, you know, there's a pro down in Hamilton. There's a lot of, of, of PGA pros. So it's not to say that these guys aren't great golfers. They certainly are. But the difference in, you know, being one of the, the local club pros, at, you know, at one of 30-plus thousand clubs in America and actually – you know, getting to walk the fairways of the PGA Championship, it's an enormous, enormous gap. It's an enormous jump. Well, Michael Block is, is uh, you know, just your everyday All-American dad, working at the, you know, the local country club, giving lessons to people for 75 bucks an hour. And uh, then he goes, and this, this guy had only ever won I think, I think the number was $39,000 in his whole life until he won this 
basically PGA uh, Pro Tournament. There was a tournament amongst all of California's pros. Michael Block won that tournament. That's what qualified him for the PGA Championship. He made $75,000 in that one. So you're still talking, you know, quote-unquote, only a little bit over six figures in career earnings. Well, then Michael Block proceeds to shoot an opening round 70 on Thursday. He shoots a second-day 70 on Friday. Oh, thank you uh, to my brother Brooks listening to the show. Appreciate it. Uh, he says 28,000 uh, roughly pros in America. So, you know, certainly a rare thing, but not nearly as rare as it is to be on the PGA Tour or qualifying for the PGA Championship. I think the PGA Championship uh, field this year had roughly about 150 golfers in it. So certainly some of the best of the best in the world. So Michael Block makes the cut. Then on Saturday, he's so nervous that he can hardly look at Justin Rose. And he doesn't even start acknowledging Rose at all, let alone talking to him, until the back nine of his Saturday round. Well, he comes in again at 70. So this guy's sitting at even par going into Sunday, which means he's going to have one of the last three or four tee times uh, on on the timesheet. And uh, this was so funny. I had not really known about Michael Block. Brooks had sent me a couple texts about him. Um, And so then in his post-round interview on Saturday... The reporter says, hey, have you seen who you're playing with? And Michael Block says, no, I haven't. Who am I playing with? And they say, Rory McIlroy. And Michael Block's like, you got to be kidding me. And I didn't realize, though, that Michael Block was panicking that he was going to have to play with one of the most famous golfers in the world. I thought there was some sort of beef between Michael Block and Rory McIlroy. Then I realized, no, this guy's just nervous, <laughs> and he just doesn't know what he's going to do playing with the top 10 player in the world. Well, this all comes to a head then. Uh, on Sunday of the PGA Championship when Michael Block is uh, falling apart a little bit. He's two over on his round. He's slipping down the leaderboard. And then on hole 15, which is about 156-yard par three, he takes out a nine iron and he swishes it. Nothing but net. Straight dunk. No rolls, no hops, nothing. Up, down, right in the cup, hole in one. (laughs) Unbelievable. Believable. It's one of the great scenes ever. Michael Block, 47 years old, he doesn't realize that the ball's got in the hole. The crowd had been giving him an uh, unbelievable amount of love. His standing ovation before he teed off on one was the loudest of the day. The, the uh, commentators even commented on it. Then uh, when he hit the hole in one, the entire crowd erupts. They're they're going crazy. They're chanting his name. They're loving it. Block doesn't realize for about 10 to 15 seconds that the ball's gone in the hole until finally Rory McIlroy comes up, gives him a high five, gives him a hug, and Michael Block almost goes into shock. (laughs) He doesn't even believe what has happened to him. Then on 18, he needs to make par to get 15th and qualify for the PGA Championship moving forward and also earn himself some tour exemptions for the rest of this calendar year. Well, he gets in a horrible position with his second shot. He's in no man's land. And then he goes up and down from the gallery, bangs home like a 15-foot par putt. I've never seen such captivating theater for a guy who's trying to finish 15th (laughs) in a major. But it was captivating theater. And at the end of the day, uh, the guy basically quadruples all the money he's ever made in golf as a 47-year-old in one weekend. Uh, And it's going to change his life. He's going to be on the tour now, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. He'll get some tournament exemptions because of sponsors that will get him in. He also is automatically qualified for next year's PGA Championship. So, I mean, that's my best of the best of the weekend is uh, just your local club pro going out there and dueling with Rory McIlroy and shooting a 70 on Sunday with a 1 on the scorecard. Uh, pretty darn cool. The one is now ESPN Radio, SWX by Ted Television, and the ESPN MT app. This is the Montana Sports Hour, but I know a great many of you were watching the PGA Championship over the weekend. Uh, one last thought on it. Brooks Kepka, of course, the winner. Kepka has now won five majors, including three PGA Championships. Uh, the, the question of if, th- if this is bad for golf as a guy who's on the Live Tour, we're going to save that. Maybe we'll talk to, to Justin Angle about that. Uh, or, you know, we'll analyze that question maybe down the road. But as of right now, I'm just going to enjoy the actual golf part of it. And, you know, Brooks Kepka for the controversy and jumping to the live tour and, you know, sort of his steely demeanor. He still is one of my favorite golfers. Uh, I love watching him play. I think his mental focus is immense. And 
now Brooks Kepka is certainly in the conversation as one of the all-time greatest golfers. And you might say that that's hyperbole. It's not. Five majors gets you in. I mean, five majors puts you in the top 15 all-time. And he's also done it in such a short amount of time. He's won 14% of the majors he's played in, finished in the top three 25% of the time, finished in the top five 39% of the time, and has a 50% chance at a top 10 finish so far uh, in his career. To put that in perspective, if Kepka's win percentage is 14%, Tiger Woods, 16%. Obviously, Tiger's much older, has played a lot longer, but the percentages are pretty pure. I mean, Tiger Woods... 45% top 10 finishes in majors, so Kepka is higher than that, although, again, he hasn't played as many uh, major tournaments. It's still uh, incredible to sort of compare and contrast. So we'll talk maybe some more PGA Championship later on uh, in the week. But let's dive into all the Montana stuff that you really want to know about. This is the Montana Sports Hour uh, here on Nuanas Now. We'll shift back into football and basketball uh, at some point here pretty soon. But it is the uh, coming up on the culmination of spring sports. So rather than focus on one sport, we want to focus on all the sports uh, around the wide world uh, of athletics here in Montana. It is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to a changing world. With their expanding high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. Best of the best of the weekend when it comes to Montana athletes. How about Polson? The Pirates defeat Whitefish 10-4 for the first ever Montana State Baseball Championship. Belgrade uh, won a revenge game against Hamilton for third place. Uh, so trophies go to Polson, Whitefish, uh, Belgrade, and Hamilton in that order. Uh, but the Pirates, the first ever uh, state champion uh, in Montana. Brad Fisher, the head coach of Polson, will join us here on Nuanas Now in about 15 minutes, so stay tuned for that. The Men's Collegiate Lacrosse Association Division II Amer- All-American teams are out, and uh, the University of Montana and Montana State each well represented. Here's how the Grizz fared on the uh, MCLA Division II All American team: Jonathan Searle and Justin Rank. Excuse me, Jonathan Searle is of Montana State. Justin Rank of Montana, a first team selection. Miles Hess, Preston Stewart of Montana, are second team selections. Carson Burrell uh, of Montana is a third team selection. And then Reese Barron, Peter Curran, Brody Stevens, Henry Hancock, and Mason Slapper, all honorable mention uh, selections for Montana State. Jonathan Searle, as I mentioned, uh, an All-American on the first team. And then Joshua Wilson and Ethan Zwicky are on the honorable mention team. Also, I I forgot to put this on the outline, but Justin Rank was also named the MCLA Division II National Player of the Year. So uh, pretty impressive for the Grizz lacrosse defenseman, certainly one of the most impactful players I've seen in my, you know, we've sort of gotten back into lacrosse the last couple of years because we carry the games here on the ESPN MT app and Tucker Sargent, the head coach there at Montana is certainly a good friend. Justin Rank's an impressive athlete. He, he is, he's one of the most grown men I've ever seen uh, playing in a college sport. He's got a cool story. He's got a crazy story. If you want to hear more about that, you can check out uh, the great interview Jeff Safford did with Justin Rank from the, uh, the fall. Um, but a guy with an interesting backstory, to be sure. Other best of the weekend from around the state of Montana. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Uh, on the lacrosse note, the high school season for lacrosse is now complete as well. The Bozeman boys beat Helena. That's Bozeman's uh, sixth straight, sixth, excuse me, sixth state title in the last seven years. Uh, so not yet an MHSA-sponsored sport, but certainly one that has a fair amount of interest and exposure here uh, in the state of Montana. And Bozeman's been sort of the dominant team uh, since that sport hit the prep ranks. We talked about MAGAFest a little bit. That was certainly fun. Uh, but here's what I want to spend just a couple seconds on, because I do think this is a trend, and I hope it's a trend that reaches men's college basketball. On the national level, high school basketball has now decided to get rid of the one and one for those that don't know what the one-on-one is, the one-on-one is when a team has seven team fouls all the way up to ten team fouls in basketball, the other team then gets to shoot a free throw. If they make the first one, they get a second one. If they don't make the first one, you don't get a second one. Well, and then it would go all the way up to ten. Then in, in ten free throws, you have a, or excuse me, ten fouls, 
double bonus, so then you automatically get two free throws even if you miss the first. Well, uh, high school basketball has eliminated this now, which I think is great. They're going with the professional model of the fouls resetting. That's the whole point here is I'm not trying to, to de-incentivize, uh, de-incentivize, I should say, missing uh, or making the first free throw. That That's secondary to the team fouls. Single bonus, double bonus, it makes for such a slog. In men's college basketball, particularly while you're playing halves and the fouls never reset, it's brutal. Women's college basketball changed to quarters. Therefore, then, if you have five or more fouls in a quarter, it's double bonus. But the fouls reset after the first quarter. That's how it will, this will be at the high school ranks as well. That, I think, improves the flow of the game so big time. And uh, I think it's... it's uh, it's going to be good for all of it. So if men's college basketball can adopt this, uh, I think that could be progress because I do think they need something. They need something to uh, reinvigorate. I know that the NCAA tournament is so popular, but uh, there's a reason that mid-major, low-major men's college basketball is, is seeing dwindling attendance. And uh, we don't need to necessarily go down the, the whole rabbit hole of why, but I do think that little changes like this, if, if men's college basketball could implement what high school hoops is doing, Oh, I think that could be big time uh, just for the, the overall flow of the game. Track and field, best of the best. How about Elisa Keller? We've talked about her on this show before. She's a senior at Billings West High School. But her throw at the Eastern AA Divisional Track Meet in the Javelin of 157 feet and 1 inch, 7th best in the United States of America. She makes that throw uh, at the state meet this upcoming weekend in Butte. Oh, baby. She'll be in the mix, if not uh, over the top, of the all-time, uh, all-class javelin record. So, uh, Elisa Keller continues to um, impress. We'll have full uh, track results for you here coming up in, uh, later on in the Montana Sports Hour as well. But uh, a couple other best of the best of the weekend. Henry Ballinger of Helena High. Uh, what an outstanding weekend this young man had. He ran 419 and change in the 1600 meters. That broke the Helena High School record, which is held by Aiden Reed. Aiden Reed was a uh, All-American runner at Southern Utah. An interesting path going from Helena, Montana to Southern Utah. But Aiden Reed is certainly a uh, memorable figure in, in Montana track and field and an all-time great at Helena High. So Henry Ballinger breaking that school record. Impressive, but Ballinger also added the Western AA meet record in the 800 meters. He ran 100, well, excuse me, a minute and 54 seconds uh, and some change. So uh, a, a huge double dip for Henry Ballinger, and he leads the Helena High boys to the Western AA team title. The other record that fell at the Western AA uh, divisional track meet in Helena, Kalispell Glacier's 4x100-meter team ran 42.17. So that's a, a new divisional meet record. Uh, and Glacier was certainly in the mix, but Helena High's boys and girls each earned the divisional titles. Uh, great step forward for the Helena High boys. And uh, a statement by the Helena High girls. Helena High's girls went out and uh, really ran away with the Class AA state title last year. And uh, so for them to then come out and stamp this divisional, you have to say that they are one of, if not the favorites, going into the Western or the uh, excuse me Class AA uh, state track meet uh, this upcoming weekend. By the way, Helena High head uh, track coach Jesse Zentz will join us tomorrow uh, here on Nuanas Now on the eastern side of the state. I've been telling you, and, and there's just going to continue to get more affirmation of this. I've been telling you that Gallatin High School there in Bozeman is coming. They took their lumps their first year. Uh, they were okay in most of the sports their second year. And now they're true state contenders in a variety of sports here uh, in their third year of existence there, uh, including their track and field programs. Gallatin's boys and girls rolled to the Eastern AA uh, team titles. The boys, particularly impressive, 141 points for a nearly 60-point victory over Billings Skyview. The uh, Gallatin girls, 116 points compared to 84 for Great Falls High. So uh, clean sweeps for Helena and Gallatin in the Western and Eastern AA track beats. In the Western A, Corvallis's girls, as expected, they roll to the team title. Hamilton's boys comes up and gets Corvallis's boys. So that was a great duel back and forth. Corvallis, uh, excuse me, Hamilton ends up outlasting Corvallis 112 to 107. Uh, and the last best of the weekend from that meet, Olivia Lewis, who's someone that Corvallis head coach Spencer Holes talked about on this show last week. 
Olivia Lewis goes out and breaks the meet record in the 300-meter hurdles. She breaks 43 seconds for the first time, and uh, she's also in the mix. I believe she actually broke the school record there uh, at Corvallis, and I believe that's been held by Paige Squire since uh, for probably 10 years. Squire then went on to become an All-American at Montana State, one of the great hurdles runners I've ever covered. So Olivia Lewis certainly in great company with Paige Squire there's in the uh, Corvallis record books and also now the new Western A meet record holder uh, with that great long hurdles race. On the eastern side, a couple of your best marks included Reed Harris, who should be one of the favorites in the boys' 100 meters this upcoming weekend. Uh, from Great Falls High, he's a Boston College football commit. Watching this man run is very impressive because he's about 6'5", 215 pounds, and he ran 10.92 to win the uh, Eastern AA 100 meters. Last year, it, it, it was so weird in the 100 meters because he had, he had a couple guys that, that got disqualified with false starts at divisional, so didn't even make it to state. He had a false start at state, too. So last year, the 100 was just really weird. And several of the favorites, Reed Harris is one of them. Tom Carter was one of them. Uh, the Lemke, Lemke kid from Missoula Sentinel was one of them as well. None of those guys ended up winning it. So it's totally interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how this finals uh, plays out. A couple of the other best of the best from the Eastern AA, Western Brown of Bozeman High, a kid who's uh, we've talked about a lot because of his outstanding 3,200-meter times all spring long. He goes out and runs 152.27 in the 800. That's just smoking fast for a high school kid. And then he blows the doors absolutely off the 1,600 meters, runs 411. 411! Henry Ballinger's breaking the double A uh, on the west side uh, record with 419. So that, that should be a crazy duel to watch those guys go at it. Nash Coley, who's been uh, great in a variety of events there from, from Bozeman Gallatin, uh, he won several gold medals, including... A uh, running 49.28 seconds in the 400 meters. That's the top time in the state. And then the last young lady, who's a young lady I know Andrew is very familiar with because she's one of the great soccer players in the state of Montana. She's also now uh, suddenly exploded into one of the great um, track athletes in the state of Montana as well, Olivia Collins, who I believe, Andrew, is this right? She was the Gatorade Player of the Year uh, this last year. Uh, in Montana. Yep, that's right. And led Bozeman Gallatin to the state title. To the state title. So Olivia Collins is the best soccer player in the state. She led Bozeman Gallatin to the state title. Uh, she might have another state title here <laughs> momentarily because she ran uh, 58.76 seconds in the 400. That's the top time in all of Class AA. And she only started running. This is this shows you how ridiculous of an athlete this young lady is. She only started running the long hurdles last month. Like, like I think less than a month ago. I think the, the track meet... That was over my birthday, May 5th, May 6th, that area, the first weekend of May. That was the first time Olivia Collins ever ran the 300-meter hurdles. Three weeks later, she runs 45-5, and that's the top time in AA. So she is the favorite, and she's the uh, the Eastern AA Divisional Champion uh, in that event. So pretty impressive for her. More track and field coming up, but we got to get out because we got some baseball coming up next. Brad Fisher, the first ever head coach in Montana State history to have the distinction of winning a state baseball title. He and the Polson Pirates will join us next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Oh! He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. 
Tommy always makes fun of me for loving this song, but I do. I thank the guys over at the trail for showing it to me. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Spring sports starting to get wrapped up, starting to come to crescendo. We had state golf last week for state uh, for Class B and Class C. We had state baseball for the first time ever this last weekend. And we got state track and state softball coming up this upcoming weekend as well. So today, for the first hour here on Nuanas Now, we are in the midst of the Montana Spring Sports Hour. It's probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the head coach of the Polson Pirates baseball team, Brad Fisher, first ever a high school baseball state championship in Polson. They defeated Whitefish 10-4 to to take home the state title. Coach, congratulations again. I know I already talked to you once today, but uh, pretty cool. How you feeling? How you doing? Oh, we're pretty excited. The community's pretty excited. The kids are excited. I, I think there's a lot of excitement going on in Polson here today. Well, super cool. And, you know, as we talked on the phone earlier, uh, there's only one that gets to be called the first one. So uh, th- this was very cool. We'll get to the, the game and, and what it took to actually win this tournament as a whole. But just take us through the whole process. I, I know there's some high schools in Montana that want to have a high school baseball, but they haven't quite figured out how to get it all together. But there was a conglomeration that did, and you guys had a tournament. So what did it take on your end? How would you guys uh, get this program off the ground up there in Polson? Well, in Polson here, we have an American Legion uh, program here in the summer. And um, I was approached by the school, and they asked us if we were, you know, if, if Polson was a, a go, if they wanted to go, if we had high school baseball. And I said, sure, we'd do that. So um, for us, it, you know, wasn't a huge transition because the majority of our kids are from Polson here anyway, and we play at the same facility. Uh, so everything was taken care of, and we kind of knew how everything ran here. So it was just a matter of fact of having the, the school funded or, um, get the funding going on it and, and figure out how we were going to take care of those things. And the transition really wasn't, wasn't that bad for us. So, um, it, it was rather smooth actually. Well, very cool. And, uh, I, I, am so happy that there is high school baseball, uh, here in the state of Montana. Take us through the tournament leading up to the championship game. How, how did you sort of go about strategizing, uh, this first time ever? Cause I, oh, I'm sure all the managers, all the coaches were sort of in the same boat. Nobody's ever really done this, you know, kind of descending upon one spot and playing a tournament. I know you're all familiar with playing in baseball tournaments as a whole, but what was, what was kind of the feeling? behind your team going into this tournament, how are you able to sort of navigate those first couple rounds to get to Saturday's championship? Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, a lot of it, uh, just like any baseball is, is based on your pitching. And, and we thought we had some dudes that could get out and, and um, shove for us. So uh, our first game, we played Eureka and we had played them twice already. And um, they were close games, uh, one run game at home here and up in Eureka. I think it was a one run game going into the seventh. So um, we hadn't hit the ball particularly well when we played those guys. So um, I didn't know who they were going to come out with, but we kind of had a plan of who we were going to go out with. And it, the plan was this. It was easy. It was like, hey, you go shove, you throw strikes, and we got to get our bats going, okay? And if we don't get bats going, then, um, you know, that's just how it's going to go. So um, we did that, and that first game, our kids were really nervous. We, we, we have some older kids, but we have a lot of younger kids that were playing too. And – it, it's like their brains were just shut off a little bit and they were super, super nervous. And, um, we managed to grind through that game. And, um, you know, there was a point in that game there where I didn't, I didn't think that we, you know, we're going to make it through that game. So, um, late in the game, uh, we had Simeon Colley pitch in that game and he was getting, starting to get hit a little bit. So we had to bring in, um, Espen Fisher and he come in, and, and the plan was, hey, let's let's just we got to get this win. There is no other day other than today. That's how we approached it. Today is the only day. So um, we did that, and uh, we ended up getting out of that uh, with the six four win. And in the process of it, we pitched him forty eight pitches, so he could not pitch the next day at all, um, which was on Friday. And and we knew that. So uh, and we have some other guys that can pitch, but. Um, our ace that's been all year for us, Dawson, was going to go the next day anyway. And we're hoping that he's going to go the limit. So um, that was the plan going in. So get, get Simi to the first game, and if we get in trouble, you know, figure it out. Hopefully we could stay under 45 pitches, 
and that way he could go the next day if we needed him to. But um, that didn't happen. So Dawson went day two on Friday, and he um, pitched really well. Uh, our bats were a lot better on that day. And, you know, we we're up 5-1, I think, at one point in the game. And um, we kind of kind of gave up some runs late in that game and got a little dicey for us. But he got pitched out. I think he won 112 pitches. And we brought in a, a kid that really hasn't pitched for us at all a whole lot, Casey uh, Graham. But he came in, threw eight pitches. Six of them were strikes. We got three outs. Uh, we made an error or two right there. They got a run, and it was 5-4, and it ended that way. So we kind of squeaked by that. And then we knew on uh, Saturday we had Espen back, and the plan all along was he was going to go chuck on that day. And if we needed to, we could just fill in with our other pitchers. But um, that's kind of what our approach was. Well, I so. love hearing that. So interesting to hear uh, just the, the intricate strategy that goes into all of it. I know with these pitch counts and these guys being young men, uh, that's that's a huge part of the game. Brad Fisher joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach of the Polson Pirates. They just won the inaugural state baseball championship here uh, in the state of Montana. No rest for the weary because they're rolling right into American Legion season. Coach actually coming to us from practice right now. Uh, but the, just take us through the, the championship then against Whitefish. You know who's going to be on the bump. You know it's Espen Fisher. I'm assuming this is a, is this your son? He is, yes. So you know your boy's going to be on the bump, and uh, he, he does a great job, uh, throws 110 pitches, complete game, allows just two earned runs on six hits, strikes out nine, and oh, by the way, he also gives himself a little bit of a lead, uh, hit a three-run triple in the second inning to get the Pirates' offense going uh, as well. Uh, but Espen included, Espen aside, just take us through the entire afternoon. What did you think of your guys' effort? Uh, you know, they were they were a lot more relaxed. We had talked to them the night before, and we said, hey, guys, look, you're there. You're, you're where you wanted to be right now, okay? There's only two people that are going to be here, and it's Whitefish and us. So just go out there, have fun, and play baseball. And I said, the chips are going to fall where they're going to fall. So, um, yeah, we knew he was going to come in and pitch for us. And, um, you know, I riding home from practices or to games and other times, we've talked a lot. And um, the plan all along was at the end of the year, if, if we have a chance to get there and you're still available, you're going to pitch. And he did a good job pitching for us this year. He basically plays catcher, um, but he did pitch this year. And uh, he, Dawson, and Simeon, they all had ERAs of under one. So um, they pitched strikes, and uh, they threw outs. So uh, all you need there with that is some some offensive um, help. And when our bats started going on uh, Saturday, that was nice to see because it was really the first time the whole year that they were pitching the, the game how we want to and we're getting hits in the game, we're running bases, and we kind of had a good flow going right there. So, um, yeah, it was it was, it was was a lot more comfortable on Saturday than it was uh, the day before. You also just mentioned the element of fun, and you know, baseball is my favorite sport growing up, and the teams that had the most fun and the teams that got it rolling, uh, with that fun being an element of it, those are always the most fun teams to play on. So, I mean, how much of that was a key factor? You mentioned maybe you guys had a little bit of paralysis by analysis in game one, but once everybody loosened up, how much was that a key factor in you guys making this run? Oh, it was huge, because then those, those kids were thinking about, when they're not having fun, they're thinking they're going to screw up somehow. Okay, so I'm like, hey, you just go out and you play the you know 100% the best that you can do, and it's going to happen how it's going to happen. But you can't be thinking about um, what could have or should have happened. So um, when they relaxed, um, they were a lot, you know, it was a lot easier for them. Okay, the transition was a lot easier. And like I said, that first that first day on Thursday, boy, you could see there there was some tension out there in those kids. So, um, and yeah, it, it is fun when you're hitting the ball and your pitcher's throwing strikes and your guys are making plays. So. Well, it's also probably fun hoisting that trophy as well. So when that moment came, when it, when the final out get, it rings true, I mean, what, what's going through your mind, and what was the celebration like for you and your guys? Uh, you know, we were super excited for those kids out there. Uh, coaches, we were excited too. Um, we've been with these kids ever since they were in T-ball. Most of these kids, we know all these kids. They've been around. And um, we told them, you know, trust the process, and things are going to work out. Just keep trusting what you're doing and keep working. And that's how baseball works. And um, you know, and sometimes you get to win at the end, okay? You don't always get it, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you're playing baseball. But this year, you know, or on that day in particular, uh, we, you know, we happened to get that win. So um, they were very excited, and, and they should have been. And we we're so happy for them, just, just happy to see that the hard work that they were putting in 
was was paying off for him. And um, yes, it was it was kind of nice. Brad Fisher joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. He is the head coach of the Polson Pirates. They just won the first ever baseball championship uh, in the state of Montana. Uh, no rest for the weary now, Coach, right? Right into Legion season. you got to get back to practice, so that's the last question for you. I mean, how do you sort of hit the ground running into Legion? Well, uh, we got a bunch of young kids right here out here, so it's like we're starting day one like we did with high school. We're saying, okay, we're going through day one drills and their expectations and and what we expect of them, what they can expect of, from us. And, um, you know, we're going to go out every day, do our best, and try to get better and get uh, learn the game of baseball. So that's kind of our goal there. Well, very cool. Uh, there's only one time you ever get to be called the first one ever. That's you guys, the Pulse of Pirates. Thanks for being here, Coach. Uh-huh. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. There you go, Brad Fisher here on Nuanas Now. Polson defeats Whitefish 10-4, first ever state baseball championship uh, here in the state of Montana. It'll be fascinating to see how it all evolves. It'll be fascinating to see when uh, more baseball teams get their programs up and running. Uh, if if most, if not all, high schools are able to offer it, and I don't really know what the, what the long-term prospects for that is, but uh, it's only going to get more competitive, but that's also very cool uh, for a young group in a small town like Polson. You know, as Coach Fisher just said there, they, these guys have been coaching them, and, and they've been playing together since they were in T-ball, basically. So uh, that's what makes sports in a state like Montana so sweet, uh, when you get to do it for your whole lives with the same group of guys and then uh, get to have an ultimate triumph like a state championship. So congratulations uh, to the Polson Pirates. This is the Montana Sports Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Appreciate Blackfoot for all their continued support of all the things we do here uh, at ESPN Radio as well as at Skyline Sports. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montanans for more than six decades to find out how they can provide you with the right service for your business or for you personally. Visit goblackfoot.com. More best of the uh, weekend when it comes to high school track and field. Next, the Montana Sports Hour continues. Don't change the dial. ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I'm just checking out, for those watching on TV or on uh, the ESPN MT app, I'm checking out my... uh, my Bill's Elvis sticker. <laughs> we met the Bill's Elvis guy. That was funny. That was fun. Now, for those that are familiar that watch the Bill's on TV ever, the uh, the man who dresses in an Elvis costume, essentially, uh, and is like a Bill's super fan. He's on TV a lot. He also has deep connections to Montana, and uh, we met him uh, this weekend. He was wearing one of his famous Elvis-style suits that's also adorned with patches and logos and swagger of, of Montana. And uh, he was telling us, like, he said he's got season tickets to both the Bills and the Grizz. <laughs> so that was fun. We had some mutual friends, and uh, there we go. That's why events like MAGAFest are fun. Stuart is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Some of the best of the weekend from across the wide world of high school sports here in Montana. Uh, you know, it's funny. You hear the cliche all the time when you're a kid and growing up of how the older you get, the fast time, the faster time goes. But but it is just so true. I think it's just because the older you get, the more conscious you are about the world around you. So uh, you're not swimming nearly as much as you're navigating. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like this this last year went really really fast, which is which is cool. It's great. I just can't believe we're almost to the end of spring sports. The um, State softball and state track and field will both wrap this upcoming weekend. Um, and there'll be a couple collegiate athletes probably that advance to the NCAA uh, track and field championships. 
The NCAA West Regionals for Grizz and Cat athletes coming up this weekend as well. We're efforting some of those young people. I know most of them left to go down to Sacramento. By the way, last week I, I had a, a total um, mental lapse trying to remember uh, where the the state, or excuse me, the uh, the West Regional and NCAA Track and Field Championships are. The NCAA Regionals are uh, in Sacramento at Sacramento State. Um, so that's interesting. The uh, the Hornets certainly uh, have some some good track facilities. Um, and then this year for the uh, for the outdoor championships, it's almost always in Eugene, but it's not this year. It's in Austin, Texas, at University of Texas Stadium, Mike A. Myers Stadium, to be specific, there on the University of Texas campus. So that'll be fascinating because. When it's in June, um, I mean, most places it could be could be pretty hot in June. It's going to be sweltering hot down in Austin, Texas. So we'll see uh, how that might affect some things and uh, who from amongst the uh, the familiar ranks uh, here in Montana advances. Here's some of the more of the top times from the divisional track meets headed into the state track meets this upcoming weekend. Uh, from the Western AA, Alex Shields won the boys' shot put. He's a Missoula Hellgate uh, athlete. He threw the shot 53 feet, 9.5 inches. Missoula Sentinels' Ava Kellenberg continued her outstanding season. She long jumped 18.5.5 and also had a triple jump of 38.9. So she is certainly the favorite in the double-A going into both the long jump and the triple jump for um, girls' double-A track. Helena Capitals' Matthew Marini Won the 300 meter hurdles uh, at the Western AA. That, that was a little bit of a, an upset because um, the Mahelish kid has had a, an awesome year so far this year, running the short hurdles and the long hurdles. So Capital's going to have a couple uh, certainly uh, contenders in the hurdles races at the AA meet. Hudson Lemke of Missoula Sentinel won the Western AA boys title. He uh, he ran 10.89 seconds on the 100 meters, which is pretty impressive, and he beat Tom Carter who was the divisional champion, the reigning divisional champ, and he also beat Cash Gokachia, who's another guy who's a, a junior at Kalispell Glacier, uh, who's getting a lot of recruiting interest in both track and football. Uh, also the son of Sean Gokachia, who was the great Grizz safety back in the mid-1990s. Uh, so that's interesting. I know Sean's working up there in, in uh, the Flathead as a, I think he's still working in law, but a guy that I've uh, gotten to know a little bit over the years uh, because of his connections to uh, the University of Montana. Uh, he was on that 1995 national championship team for the Grizz. A couple other of the top meets from the West, or our top uh, marks from the West, excuse me. Uh, the Todorovic sisters continued to carry the day for Helena High. Uh, Maddie Todorovic, she uh, won the 400-meter dash with a season-best time of 58-28 and uh, also qualified in a variety of other uh, events. And then Logan Todorovic, she won the 100-meter hurdles with a season-best time of 15.05. That's really fast. Uh, for a high school gal. So both the Todoroviches uh, certainly contributed heavily last year on uh, Helena High's state championship team, and uh, they'll certainly be uh, expected to do so again. Probably the top storyline out of the Eastern AA uh, meet was on the girls' side. Miley Bronow wins the 100 meters. She runs 12.68 seconds, which is a great time. The, the the most newsworthy parts about this are, one, Miley Bronow is a freshman, so that's really impressive. Divisional championship in your first year of high school track. But also, Ave Roberts, who's one of the best sprinters in the state from Billings Skyview, she entered the meet with the best 100-meter time all class and one of the top 200-meter times as well. But Roberts false started, uh, so did not qualify. or She false started in the finals, excuse me. She did make it to the finals, but false started in the finals. But she also... Had a pre-qualifying time. So, bummer for her and bummer for the Skyview girls to miss out on those points. But uh, Abe Roberts will certainly be at state uh, in her um, top events because she's already uh, pre-qualified. So, um, some of the best of the best from across the the wide world of high school track and field. This is the Montana Sports Hour presented by... By Blackfoot Communications, Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to a changing world. With their expanding high-capacity fiber network, 
and innovative voice solutions. Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. The old saying goes, you got money burning a hole in your pocket. Well, hardly anybody has cash anymore. I always do. And people, when I'm spending cash in public places, people look at me so funny. Uh, it's just how I do it. I don't know. I, I I got it from my dad. I just, is this how I, I do it? I just carry some cash around. Any of my money that I can spend on things that aren't bills or necessities, uh, I budget it with the cash. Anyways, I know what it's like to still have money burning a hole in my pocket. I don't really know if a lot of people do. But my new version of money burning a hole in my pocket is when I got sports cards, packs of sports cards that are unopened. <laughs> We've had a box of them over here uh, in the ESPN MT studios here. So uh, I've been itching, I've been itching. We opened a couple of them with Braji, and we showed you some basketball recently. We showed you some baseball recently. Now... We got some soccer cards. So that's what's coming up uh, to get our number two kicked off. We will open a couple packs. I got a Panini Select, and I got a FIFA Panini Prism, a FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 Panini Prism pack uh, here. These are courtesy of our great friends down at Zootown Sports Cards. I don't know what I'm going to possibly pull out of these that I'm going to even know if it's good. If it's not Messi or Ronaldo or Neymar uh I don't know, does Wayne Rooney still have cards? That's about my extent of who I could possibly get. But Andrew will tell me if these are good. More importantly, though, uh, we'll also hear from Betsy Durskin, who is the first ever head coach at the University of Montana in women's soccer and built uh, a dynasty pretty darn rapidly and certainly, certainly set the foundation for soccer at Montana, in Montana, and around the Big Sky Conference. A footy 15 excerpt of the Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast leads our number two. Plus, we got some trading cards to have some fun with. And I got a lot to say about the NBA. All next. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 